Okay, here we go. The Pen and Maggie Show. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Pen and Show. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last go. <laughs> they think they're better than you. They're exempt. They have no masks at parties, but you wear them. You can't have a gun, but they got private security. They love alternative energy, but that windmill better stay in your state. Everything they pretend to rail against, they embody. Oh, they love migrants with their leaf blowers, mainly because the tools they use are so loud, it gives them a perfect excuse not to talk to them. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. Greg Gutfeld. Yes. Talking about the libs on Martha's Vineyard. And he's, he is currently the funniest person doing live television in, in the entire industry. Mm. It used to be me. In the 90s, but no one watched. So that was then, this is now. Didn't, didn't help anything because no one watched. Okay, I'm sorry. Let's start the podcast. Let's get serious about this. Planet Mikey. The most amazing, revealing, pithy, cutting-edge, informative, controversial, and must-listen podcast in the history of the art form. Will you agree? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Suckers. Notice Ben is quiet on that one. With Bill Smith, whose resume is longer than R. Kelly's rap sheet. <laughs> My name is Bill Smith, and Bill Smith, here's where I live. Who, in his time at Entercom and Odyssey, has watched more departures than an air traffic controller at Logan. Oh. <laughs> That's because I've been there a long time. Bill Smith, who pushes more buttons every day than an elevator repairman. <laughs> uh, I think I dug real deep for those. You got a million I? of them over there, yeah. And Ben Kitchen. Mm. What can I say about Ben Kitchen that hasn't already been said about any kitchen? He's uh, smelly and greasy and smokes too much. <laughs> and he likes to work with people who use fake social security numbers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm Mike Adams, a direct descendant of English ancestors who landed on Plymouth Rock. I'm one who threw a rock. At Salvatore Sapala, my neighbor, oh. hit him right in the head. Oh. I was five, and I threw it over the fence into his yard. Big rock hit him right in the top of the head. So you didn't know I'm he was there. Didn't kill him. You threw it over the fence, not seeing him. No, so I saw him there, oh. and I was trying oh, to hit no. him with a rock. <laughs> so then my dad, his mother called my father. My father brought me up, and I had to apologize not only to Salvatore Sapala, who had this gigantic bump on his head. Oh, man, yeah. Sal Sapala. And his mom, I had to apologize to his mom. She says, well, you know, you really could have hurt him. And I'm, I'm like... I'm thinking, duh. <laughs> but he, you know, he it wasn't really his fault. We had a lot of Italians in my neighborhood, and they they were tough. They were tough guys. So oh, yeah. I figured, hey, what's the rock going to do to him? And he's tough. <laughs> anyway, speaking of rocks, I'm also a man who spent a lot of time with illegal rocks mm -hmm. in the oh. uh, 1980s. So you're experienced. But I no longer sleep with rock stars. I have I've have I've awakened on on a pile of rocks one time that was uh, pretty good, and I also you had that uh, you shared that vacation with Rock Hudson. That's right. Blow my cover. I also hate the song "Love on the Rocks" by Neil Diamond, who's a complete touch hole. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, welcome to the podcast, everybody. We are sponsored by, among others. Oh, I almost dropped them again. I'm going to hold this up for the camera. Look at that. Old Pal Rolling Papers. 
What's so good about those, Mike? Well, the, are these ones? Yeah. I got them for nothing. Well. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best thing about those papers. No, they're good. There's 40 leaves per thing, and uh, they were one and a quarter, unbleached, slow burning. Mm. Just like uh, my ex's house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, because I care. Uh, we're going to have the, the best podcast we've had in like a week. Oh. I promise you that. Songs, music, trivial things that are fun, uh, controversial headlines, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah. And uh, we're going to start off by saying this. Oh, I noticed this the other day. Have you know, We watch baseball, right? Have you noticed this? Yes. There's a lot of Latino guys playing Major League Baseball. <laughs> Have you noticed that? When I was a kid, you knew all the... Okay, Felix Mantilla was on the Red Sox. Roman Mejias. You know, they had Juan Marichal. They had guys that you could... You knew who they were and what country they were from. Yeah. You know, the dandy Dominican Juan Marichal. You know, sure. You knew, which, you knew the countries that they came from. Yep. You didn't just say, oh, Latino or Hispanic. You said, that guy's from... Yeah, Honduras. Cuba yep. or whatever. I like well, when they when they apply that. That's uh, that's interesting. It makes it makes the see the, the identification more in depth. I think. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a country. It's like saying somebody's from Ohio instead of from you know Minnesota. Yeah. So what I did was I was trying to figure out because it's confusing with the names because many of the Hispanic names are the same. So I went through every roster to see how which which name is the most prevalent. In, uh, in baseball. Are you ready for this? Yes, sir. Go ahead. There were three Ruizes, three Castros, three Cabreras, three Cruises, and three Perezes. Okay? In all of baseball currently. In baseball. Yeah. Three of each of those names. Okay. So uh, already I'm confused because there's three of each. <laughs> there are four each of Rodriguez, Sanchez, and Martinez. So that's 12 more guys that you can get confused about. There are five each of Lopez, Hernandez, Gonzalez, and Ramirez. Five each in the major <laughs> leagues. So that's what, 20, 32, uh, 40? That's 47 players right there that all have this, the names that I just mentioned. Diaz, seven Diazes. Uh, guess how many Garcias there are in major league oh, That's got to be like the Smith of... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nine. <laughs> there, ben... There were nine Garcias in the major leagues. I'm surprised there weren't more. Now, I've, I've been watching baseball my whole life. There's, there was never nine Smiths. and it, th- There were never. <laughs> That's right. Or Johnson. There might have been four or five, you know, uh, but not nine. So there were nine Garcias. I can't tell you a damn thing about any of them. Can, can you name a Garcia that, okay. He, uh, Luis Garcia, second baseman, Washington Nationals. Okay. There you go. Is, don't Does say that, it's my turn. Uh, Luis Garcia, uh, starting pitcher, Houston Astros. Where's he from? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, right? But, I mean, th- this is what th- what they got to do is they have to have a better way to differentiate between the nine different Garcias. Yeah. You know? Like, give them funny first name, like sleepy, doc, dopey, grumpy. Make, make it a little bit more interesting than just Garcia. Like, give them nicknames. Yeah. That's I wanted to say that because I I'm so confused and there was a time I knew every player on every team, I, I that those days are gone. Oh. I don't know the play, half the players on every team. I don't know who the hell or who they used to play for. I used to be able to tell you who the uh, every team a guy played for. You know, you name a player, and I say, oh, Dave Winfield, uh, San Diego Padres, Minnesota Twins, New York. But 
I don't even know who they are anymore. And that's a shame. And I'm Angels. Come on. Huh? Winfield, we were finishing up. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. It, but, you know, that's... that's <laughs> nobody cares. Nobody gives it. Nope. Nope. I care, Mike. Nope. I, care, I nope. care deeply. No, you don't. Uh, Dave Winfield, though, Condemn probably liar. in the top <laughs> yeah. five largest units uh, ever seen in a locker room. Not that I was looking, but someone told me that. Really? Mm, yeah. no, just, you sound like a confessed pecker checker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I used to take pictures. I was a photographer. I was the whippersnapper. The oh, dick. So that's how you made your money. The dick picker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a game show, a game for you, a game Ooh. show. But it's got. Let me first talk about one thing that really offended me on TV. What is it? It's a commercial for the farmer's dog, the dog food. Yeah. First of all, they're trying to shame those of us that just use Purina or whatever into be feeling like, oh, well, I'm not treating my dog very well mm-hmm. because you can get this packaged soft meat that comes in from the, you know, from the farmer's dog company, and it's probably fourteen bucks a shipment or. You know, who, who knows how much it is? So what your dog would eat if he was living in the wild. My dogs eat Pringles. What, what, <laughs> what I hated, well, though, was the guy that's on the commercial, and he's talking about, oh, the dog, really play, he plays more now, and it, he's got high-quality poops. <laughs> what, do I want to hear about your dog's shit on a commercial? You know, he's got high-quality poops. If you care for your canine, what? you would you would care. What's a high-quality poop? Well, it's brown, it's firm, and it smells like shit. It's called dog shit. <laughs> My point is, why do they put that in the copy? I don't know, man. It gives your dog high quality. Oh, that's, I, I, if well, I know you're going to have high quality poops, if I if, if case I, you want to fertilize your garden. You know, think of how good you feel when you're on a regular schedule, when your bowels are working optimum. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the way to test is you eat, eat some corn, and then six hours later, you, you check for the corn. Yeah. Because corn is not food, and the body knows it. It just says. Keep going. You out. Keep going. <laughs> or you eat some Taco Bell, and if you don't shit about an hour and a half, then something's probably wrong. <laughs> uh, so that's my farmer's dog complaint, uh, the ad that complained for the thing, you know. Okay. The, the other one, I, 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 I'm not even going to mention it. It's another medicine. I, I get so offended when I see that commercial. <laughs> Which one is it? Vic Tarvey. Vic Tarvey? Vic Tarvey. Vic Tarvey. Yeah. <laughs> what does that do? It just bothers me. The commercial does. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, murder in the news. Dun, dun, dun. Did you say news? News. And now the news with Dick Long. Dick. Thanks, Peter. Uh, murder. Do you guys uh, have any idea which city leads the country in murder rate? Baltimore. Wrong. Really? Chicago. Oh. Okay, just so you know, this is for for 2022. Mm-hmm. 2022 murder. Okay, rate. so we've had what uh, eight months basically of of murder. Mm-hmm. In, so it's not Baltimore. It's not Chicago. No. Okay. Oh wait. Uh, yeah. Oh, it is, it is Chicago. But wait. Oh, Hold sorry. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Boston's had 25. <laughs> so stupid. Boston's had 25 murders. Sounds like a lot, but it really isn't. Hmm. Uh, next up the list, uh, I'm just going up the list here. Washington, D.C., 150 murders. Whoa. Jeez. Six times as many as Boston. Jesus. In a month? That's our nation's capital. No, the eight no. months. Oh, this, this, so now. Eight months. 150 murders since Jan 1. Next on the list, uh, New Orleans. They got the biggest idiot mayor ever. 199 murders. Mm, Jesus. That's New Orleans. A city I love, but I, it's very dangerous. Let me tell you my New Orleans story after this. Mm. Baltimore next, 242. Houston, 256. 
L.A., 281. 281 murders. In, it, that's 35 a month. Jesus. Wow. That's every, one, once a day, somebody gets murdered in a... Yeah. Okay. Now... Now, imagine a defunded police department trying to sort that shit out. You know, you need Joe Friday. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Philadelphia has jumped up in the standings. Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. 378 murders this year. Jesus. But nothing compared. A hundred fewer than Chicago. Wow. Uh, Chicago has 479. That's crazy. 479 murders. And so we, we should feel good about Boston. Why? 25. That's it. It's I think pretty good. I think it's a mental We got to get those problem. numbers up there if yeah. we're going to be competitive. <laughs> so I want you guys to take your here. Here's a gun for you, and here's a gun for you. Well, you know, a Lyft driver could be a real good serial killer, Mike. <coughs> Driving from town to town. I got a Lyft story. I'm, I, I, there was a <laughs> Mike Adams. It's a guy I was going to. I felt like killing him. With it. it wasn't even a passenger. I'll tell you about that. But first, my New Orleans story. Ready? Okay, go ahead. I'm drunk. In New Orleans. It's the Super Bowl uh, night before, a couple nights before the Patriots and the Green Bay Packers. And you're in New Orleans, Louisiana. Cocked. Because that's what you do. You get it. So I just had to get back to the hotel because I was messed up. And I could see it. Holiday Inn was just across Canal Street. I could see it in the distance. I said, I'll just walk. So I walked through. Uh, the part of town that had been the nation's number one murder capital, like eight blocks or so. Now, hold on. What time of night was this? It's like one, two in the morning. Oh, uh, and you're in the, 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 and the worst caught. part of town. And I'm walking by all kinds of real dicey people, and I'm like so caught, I'm going, How you doing? Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 hey, how you doing? Uh, stumbling, like zigzagging all the way. I get to the hotel, and the guy... The guy at the I had couldn't find my plastic card key to get into my room, so I went to the desk and I said to the guy, "I need a card key. I locked out of my room." He goes, How, "Where's your car?" I said, "What car? What car? How'd you get here?" I said, "I walked." He 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 goes, "Look at me! Look at me! Don't do that!" <laughs> and I didn't even think about it. I just went to bed. Next morning, I thought, "Yeah, he probably had a point." You <laughs> read people get murdered everywhere because probably that same night. Your former colleague had an incident walking in that same area, finding himself in the middle of a gang fight. Who? Mr. Dale Arnold. Did he? Walking down the street, probably, I'm assuming, not hammered like you, but just all of a sudden, as he's walking down the street, this giant fight breaks out around him. Yeah. And it's Dale. If you know, you can imagine Dale in the middle of this giant right. gang. Excuse me, fellas. Fellas, help. Excuse me. Oh, excuse me. I'm just going to get out of, I'm going to go over here and, and get, get out of the way here. Dokily, dokily, smokily. What a dink of... He was a, a I biggest like wuss. I like that. I know, but he's a wuss. <laughs> Come on, he's a wuss. Dale's a good guy. If he, if he was shadow boxing, the shadow would kick his ass. Dale could kick your ass, I think. You think so? Oh, yeah. You want to bet like $50,000 on it? (laughs) (laughs) And what were we talking about? There was another thing I was going to say about uh, the New Orleans story first. Yeah. What was it? You had a lift thing and you wanted to kill somebody. Oh, the lift thing. Yes. Oh, my God. This is... uh, I was on the road again. On the road again. Ready? I can't wait to get on the road again. We're like the Three Stooges. Hello, hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. Okay, so... Dr. Howard, Dr. Fine, Dr. Howard. 
So I'm driving in uh, somewhere near Mill Street in Worcester, and I'm, dri- I'm picking up a couple of ladies. I pick up these couple of ladies, nice ladies. They get in the back seat. We start to go back toward their destination, and they take a left. And then it said, take a left here. And I'm looking. It's like a dirt road. Uh, in the middle of Worcester, it's, it's not dirt. It's like broken up, gravelly. It looked like a road in total disrepair. Mm-hmm. But it told me to go left there, so I'm thinking, okay, well... I don't have an SUV. I have a grand marquee. So I go over the thing. It's bumpy, bumpy, and I'm, I'm negotiating this road. And I was going about 10, maybe 15. No way you could make a fast getaway out of that uh, driveway. No. And I go, I'm going all of a sudden, pow. I, the, I hear a rock on the bottom of my car. It's like I hit this rock, and it's just, I felt, okay, my gas tank is going to explode. Yeah. It's going to drain. The oil pan's going to drain out. I'm screwed. This, it was such a loud noise. So I stopped the car, and I get out to look at the rock to see what it was and, and if there's any drippage coming out of my car. Yeah. And I, and some fat-ass asshole comes out on his front porch, and uh, I, I, go, I go, oh, my God, what's that? And I point to the rock, and the guy goes, it's called a rock. <laughs> he oh, probably geez. put it there. Mm. <laughs> so I said, look, it's Mike oh, Adams. I honey. said, oh, that's a good answer. What are you, a wise-ass? I was pissed. The guy says, I said, why don't you? I said, why don't you have somebody pave this street? He goes, why don't you go slower? <laughs> oh man! I said, wait a minute, hold on a second. I was going about fifteen miles. I saw you. And he starts yelling at me. So I said, why don't you go fuck yourself? Oh, oh yeah. Because yeah. I got pissed at that point. And he goes, come on, come on. I go, oh yeah, I'm gonna come up to your, I'll come up to your fat ass stoop, and you probably have a gun inside the door, and that's it. Boom! The guy came on my property, shoots me. Right? We interrupt this story. For, so I said, for an announcement, Ben, remember. Uh, the uh, thing he said about being angry. Well, I wasn't the just angry one. Thinking about yeah. that, yeah. I wasn't angry. He, he was. He angry. said he gave up his anger. Remember? Yeah. Okay. Resume. So after I told him to go fuck himself, <laughs> I, uh, I said I, I told him he's a big fat, fu- a, a big fat bag of shit or something like that. He was, uh, he was fat. Oh. Uh. And then I drew, got in the car because I had these people in the car. I had to take her, still had to take her. <laughs> oh, no, no. And then he yelled so to me, I yelled, fuck you. It's uh, like, I mean, it was unbelievable. I was pissed. I got to admit it. But the ladies in the back, <laughs> the middle-aged women, nice ladies. Did they start crying? I, I, at that point, I didn't care. Probably at think, that point. Oh my I think God, my, my driver's car, crazy. My grand marquee's ruined. My, my mood was ruined. And the, now I'm late for the next ride. So anyway, that, so the guy, I know where he lives, though. No, I'm not going back there or anything. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm not threatening him that I'm going back there. But you just know where he I'm going to tell some people to go back. There. Oh, no. Hey, let me ask you this. Uh, was there any damage to the beautiful Grand Marquis? No, it's still running. The oil's still in it. The, you so, know, so. She can take a beating, that car. Yeah, though, it's yeah. It's a beautiful we'll quality. After, after we leave, check your driveway. I know. Yeah, oil. It's black gold, Texas tea on your driveway. Um, so... Did I tell you my dog has high-quality poops now? <laughs> tell us this story about the high-quality poops. Well, there's another thing, too, that I saw on tell- This guy... Now, I did this because I did cable news for a long time. A guy in New York, at New- NY1, you know, New York 1, the, uh, the cable, that's their, that's their version of Necken, basically. Sure. Um, this meteorologist got fired. His name is uh, Eric Adame. A-D-A-M-E. I guess what happened was he uh, was on a, a gay website and he was he posed naked for some some guys and it, and it, it got spread around. The picture got spread around. This guy was a two-time Emmy Award-winning meteorologist. Oh, man. And they fired him. <laughs> they fired him. Oh. And what did he get fired for? Well, you know, 
showing his dick on a website, I guess. I, I would do it. I guess that's, you know, if, if you're going to be on a cable news channel in New York, you really kind of should watch that. So he's all done. Hey, he has a he had a high-pressure system uh, coming from the front office. <laughs> he said, you know what? You can't do this anymore, Eric. And now he's all, he's all upset, and he wrote a thing, an apology, quasi-apology, saying, you know, I don't hide my gayness, and blah, 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 but they shouldn't have fired me. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, well, what would you do if you ran a television station and you're weatherman? And I don't care if it's, if it's a gay website or a straight yeah. website. If he pulls out his wee wee mm-hmm. and, and it gets on the internet, you, what are you going to do? You got to do something. You yeah. wait about two, two and a half weeks, see if ratings weirdly go up or go down. <laughs> and then you make your call. If they go up, you're like, all right, yeah, I guess up, we're getting down, up, down. Hey, you know what? It, the heat of the meat is inversely proportional to the angle of the dangle. No, that is correct. Everybody that's correct. That's science, that. right? Everybody yeah. knows that's that. That's what they say in the front but, office. But you know, why is it that Kim Kardashian? <laughs> why is it that Kim Kardashian can can bang some scumbag on on the internet? Well, Ray J wasn't a scumbag. Whatever. No, he he, he agreed to, to 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 have it be taped. So the, the and she becomes the most famous person. Oh, she's on Good Morning America this morning. Everybody watch Kim Kardashian. I fucking hate Kim Kardashian. Oh, man. She sucks. Oh. She doesn't do anything ever except make money for being Kim Kardashian. And I don't get that. She's done a fine job. And you think she'd make a sex tape with me? No. No. Uh, I watched the sex tape. Not impressed. Ugh. Hey, did you hear about this thing out in California? Gavin Ooh. Newsom signed this uh, AB351. What's that about? He signed it into law on the 18th of September. This enables Californians to turn human beings into plant food. What previously would have constituted improper disposal of human remains under the law and qualified as a crime will soon be a permissible practice for approved and regulated reduction chamber manufacturers. Well, that's kind of gross. It's kind of next century, isn't it? It costs $7,000. Well, people do burn themselves now as opposed to being buried in the ground. They, It's my choice. They want to compost human beings. It's one way to tackle so-called climate change. That's right. No, That's why you know they're what it is? <laughs> the land, The value of the land that they sell to someone for a grave site is, to, is getting out of hand. That's, yeah. It's inflation. The That's company's it's called this. Recompose. Recompose. Well, you know what they say. You know, Mr. Ed always said, a corpse is a corpse of corpse of corpse, and no one can talk to a corpse of corpse that is of corpse unless the corpse is the famous Mr. Ed. Oh, jeez. Now, you know, they even went so far as to figure out the cost of uh, of cremation, a regular burial, and the uh, turn yourself into compost. <laughs> they suggest you get the compost and, and plant a tree. And there you go. I thought that was an interesting, interesting story you might enjoy today. Now, I forgot to Thanks. mention at the top of the sh- show that uh, we are sponsored by uh, uh, Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, oh. which, of course, is the leading, not just in New England, but the entire Northeast, the leading source for permanent hair restoration. Uh, I know from experience, 2003, my own hair replaced my own hair. That's the only way to do it. You're patient zero. You know, I'm, I'm telling you, I was the first guy to... to to come out, if you will, as a hair replacement guy and say, you know, yeah, I did it, so what? I didn't want to be bald. What do you want from me? Remember when we first started this podcast, Ben, his hair was like Jesus. He looked long. It was down to his shoulders. That's right. And my soul was like Jesus as well. That's right. It was. And those 12 guys that were following me outside, yeah. they were all my apostles. Dr. Leonard patients, perhaps. But back to Dr. Leonard. Yes. It's not just Dr. Leonard, okay? It's Dr. Matthew Lepresti, who is like the, the main guy, you yeah. know? Yeah. 
He's the surgeon extraordinaire. And it's not just always going to be surgery. They have this new thing now where they have hair follicle banking, which is crazy. You go in, they take the hair follicles, and they save them for you so that if you have continuous pattern balding, they have it in a bank of hair follicles that they can clone and make more hair for you. It's a beautiful thing. Anyway, and they're the only one in New England, the only uh, resource in New England for that. Uh, Hair follicle banking is what it's called. That's a brilliant idea. It's a tremendous idea. Imagine some guy had to sit down and think about this for a long time, figure out how to get it done. Yeah, it stops the clock on your hair hair loss because they have more of your hair to give you. (laughs) If you want to get an appointment, call 1-800-GET-HAIR, and they have a free no-obligation consultation for you. Um, You can get the information at hairdr.com. Dr. Matthew Lepresti, Mary Lepresti, Dr. Robert Leonard, the absolute best ever in the history of permanent hair restoration with offices in Braintree in Boston, Rhode Island. That's Warwick, Rhode Island, uh, Newton Center, and Salem, New Hampshire. Tell them Mikey sent you 1-800-GET-HAIR for your free consultation. Again, let me ask the question, uh, what happens if they say, uh, Mikey sent me? Oh, you get get extra follicles. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they give you like 10, 12 free follicles. It's just like that. Can they plant them anywhere? You can, but it's the it's <laughs> optimum is on your head. You know, I mean, I knew a girl who had a mustache, and she, <laughs> I don't know where she transplanted them from, but uh, they were parted in the middle. So now, uh, I have one more thing I want to tell you about. This is a... <laughs> This is baseball related because I know Ben likes baseball. Mm, it's baseball. true. Ben's a big baseball fan. I was reading a story. You know how I am absolute. My hero is Nolan Ryan. I love Nolan Ryan. He's just the to me the manliest man of pitchers of all time. Greatest, greatest right hand. Huge. Seven no hitters. Okay. Who had the second most no hitters? Uh, uh, Sandy Koufax. Yeah. How many? Five. Four. Four. Ryan had seven. Nolan Ryan had seven, but here's here's what's weird. Five no hitters of his were broken up in the ninth inning with two outs. Mm. He had that happen five times in his career, so he conceivably, with any kind of luck at all, could have had ten no hitters at least. Mm. The guy that broke up his last no hitter was a guy named Dave Bergman of the Detroit Tigers, left-handed hitting first baseman. And by the way, Nolan Ryan had twelve one hitters, so he was just like he was unbelievable. But Dave Bergman broke up his last no-hitter in the ninth inning with two outs. And here's my Dave Bergman story. Okay? Go ahead. Batting practice, opening day, 1987, Fenway Park. Tigers in town for opening day. Yep. Dave Bergman's in the batting cage. I'm at the right field corner where the tarp comes out doing a live shot on Channel 3 in Hartford, live with my back-to-home plate. He hits a ball, and it hooks around the cage. It's coming right toward me. I don't know this because I'm, my back is to him. The ball is coming right toward my head off the bat of Dave Bergman. Line drive. All of a sudden in my live shot, I hear Marty Barrett go, Marty Barrett, who's playing out near second base, he goes, heads up, heads up, heads up. And I turn around, and as I look up, the ball's coming toward me. I put up my hand. Bam! Hits my hand. It stings so bad because I had a bare hand. I'm trying to catch a line drive. Ow! It's a live shot. <laughs> Ow, God damn it, that hurts. That ball was headed toward my head. And Marty Barrett said after my live shot, he goes, That was close, man. <laughs> she says, You gotta keep your eyes open for you know, okay. And Marty's a good guy. Dave Bergman would have been responsible for killing yours truly with a line drive 
And that would have been the second worst thing he ever did. He broke up Nolan Ryan's no-hitter. Oh, I, um, I hate to be the one that breaks it. To, should I break it to him, Bill, or should you? you? I'll, I'll break ahead. it to him. Um, you didn't actually put up your hand. You got hit. You've been in a coma since that day. That's right. Bill and I don't exist. Well, this podcast isn't real. And, and I'm Perry Coma. You only think you're talking. <laughs> and I love her so. You, so you know the story of uh, Dave Steeb? People ask me why. <laughs> what? Dave Steeb, back-to-back games, had a no-hitter yeah. broken up in the ninth. Yeah, but he was an asshole. Fu- was he really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, Look fuck up. him, then. Look it up on the internet. Was Go like this, Google. Was Dave Steeb an asshole? Okay, I'll Google it. Hey, let me ask you a question. You get... <laughs> was, uh, how was your betting weekend? Did you take my advice and hit the under? You know, that was really good advice. Uh, and I, I was thinking about it as I'm watching the scores, you know, during the weekend. Uh, ben was right. Early in the season, go for the unders because the plays get busted up. They're, the offenses aren't on a roll. They haven't been playing together that long. They're not going to score. They put the over under 44. For you. No. Hey, you got to go. F- tease it down a little bit sometimes. But that was a very good uh, Thank you. Thank you. piece of advice. And I, I made a slight rebound. Although I got, I got screwed, you know, uh, uh, that the uh, Vegas game where, I mean, could you see the end of the Vegas game? No, I didn't actually see oh. the end of the Vegas game. The guy, th- uh, what's his name? Uh, the uh, Arizona Cardinals quarterback. Kyler Ky- Murray. Kyler Murray. He throws this little bullet, fourth down, just w- basically threads the needle. They score a touchdown, which forces it to a situation where it's going to be, uh, you know, uh, uh, two-point conversion. Two-point conversion, yeah. Yeah. I saw this part. I didn't uh, see what happened uh, in overtime. Uh, anyway, it was unbelievable. Then he I, ran around forever and finally that, scored. It was... That lost me big money there. But anyway, football is huge and it's fun. It's great to bet. And Bet Online is your number one source for your football betting needs. Number one. Number one. Mm. Find all the uh, football odds right there on their website. You get all the news, all the game matchups, all the latest developments. Uh, Bet online is your continuing source for all your wagering information. Free betting, uh, free betting. In a way, there is. It's called a bonus. It's called CLNS fifty. Yes, sir. You put CLNS fifty in the in the uh, code. What's it called? A promo code. promo code <laughs> thing, and you get fifty percent of your deposit additional. For free. For 200 you put in 200 you get 300 You put in 100 you get 150 It's a really nice deal. And it can cover up a couple of your mistakes along the way on your way to making millions of dollars <laughs> wagering. Uh, head to betonline.ag, 50% bonus, CLNS50, to receive your rewards. And remember, BetOnline is where the game starts. <laughs> Somebody wrote that. <laughs> Bet- I'm going to say it again in my radio voice. That was good, though. BetOnline, where the game starts. And where the game starts, FM. FM. <laughs> All right, now here's my little quiz for you guys. Quiz? Ooh. Oh, yes. Okay, go ahead. What's the topic? Uh, the topic is game shows. Oh. I, I, no, no, even, even worse. Dead or Alive. Remember we played Dead or Alive? Yes. Yeah. Game show hosts, and here's where you get points. Are they dead? Are they alive? And if they're dead, how old were they when they died? Oh, God. Extra points. Ah. If they're alive, how old are they now? Okay. God. And extra point Pat for... Pat Sajak, 74. Uh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> he's not on the list because, of course, he's alive. And shut the fuck up. Oh, man. Here we go. I wonder if I was right. Is he 74? <laughs> Ready? Go. I'll go with Smitty first. Go. Gary Moore. Oh, 75. Gary Moore is dead. 
Correct. That's one point. What was his, his most important show? The Gary Moore show. No, no. The Today no. Show. No, no. The to- game shows. Game oh, game shows. Yeah, Gary to, to tell the this truth. Is a game show. No. No. Okay, so you don't get that point. It's I've got a secret. Oh, shit. Oh, thanks. He, di- he died in 1993, and he was how old? Within two. 84 years old. 78. Sorry. You get one point. Damn. You keep your score, Ben? Uh, okay. Yeah, use, yep. the, use this. <laughs> yeah. I use that. I use that. <laughs> Okay. So he has one point. He has one point. Your turn, Ben. Got it. Alan Ludden. Dead. Correct. That's one point. What was his f- signature show? Never heard of him. Password. Password. Thank give you. him a point. All right. Well, no, no. Yeah. This is my round. He doesn't get a point. Oh, you didn't uh, get one. I'll give that one to Ben. No, we'll just keep Alan Ludden was married to Betty White. Oh, remember? Yep. She was in love with him. Yep. Even now, she is. Yep. He died at sixty-four. Wasn't I supposed to guess that part? You wouldn't have guessed. He was 64. only sixty-four. I, I thought it was just going to be a blind guess. What, what cancer did he die? I don't know what killed him. It's a young guy. Betty White killed him. White privilege. <laughs> Betty White privilege. Did I say that? Uh, yeah. Okay, your yeah. turn, Smitty. Okay. He got one point. One, one to one. Yeah. Gene Rayburn. Gene Rayburn. Uh, the match game. Correct. Yes, he's alive. Nope. No. Dead. Oh. Son of a bitch, he's dead. Died in 99. How 20, old? 23 freaking years ago. I met that guy once. He was just as friendly and fun as he is well, on TV. He's How old dead is he? now. How old was he? When he I think he? when he died, he was 83. 82. Very oh, good guess. Very good. Two to one, one, Bill. Ah, thank you. Bill Cullen. Dead. <laughs> he likes saying that. Dead. Dead. Uh, dead. Uh, yeah, he's dead. Yeah. How old was he when he died? Uh, In 1990. 71. Oh, 70. Yeah. yeah. You don't even get that. I've got You said within uh, yeah. two. Right, and you got yours within two. Give him another point because he got the 82. Okay. I did. Okay, good. Uh, and what was his show for the extra point? What was his name again? Bill Cullen. Bill Cullen. He, he was so he was seventy or seventy one. He actually did twenty game shows, <clears throat> twenty different game shows. Uh, Bill Cullen. But you got to name one of the big ones because he, he had three big ones. What was it called? Sixty four thousand dollar pyramid. Is that the name of the show? What was it? Twenty five thousand. Twenty five thousand. Yeah. Pyramid. Okay, that's one of them. That was actually one of them. Yeah. Oh, all right. I feel yeah. good about the Price Is Right. To tell the truth, he was the original host of Price Is Right. I've got a oh. secret now. To tell the truth, and I've got a secret. Oh, yes. See, this gonna, is, wow. see how this is coming together? You guys are you're going, you're calling your together. memory banks. What a great quiz, Mike. Whose turn is it? <laughs> Thank you. It took me like 45 minutes to compile this. <laughs> I like this. Uh, whose turn is it? It's, it's Bill's. Ben's. Oh, oh, me. Right, come on. See, right, argue okay, over this? It's me. It's me. Bob Eubanks. Bob Eubanks, the guy that was responsible for bringing the Beatles to Candlestick Park. I think that was uh, his claim to fame. I'm not going to say. Before starring on the Newlywed Game. And I think he was, um, he, he's dead, and he was um, 79 when he died. Was he on the Newlywed Game? That was him. Bob it was a Eubanks, dating game. The dating game and the Newlywed. Both? No. Just the, just the Newlywed Game. 
I got him down here for the dating game. Well, that's crazy. And he's alive. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a... We can call him and ask him. No All points. right, let's call him. Christ he's 84. Oh, man. So you got... You got... <laughs> you said he was dead. You got no points on that. Christ. He's 0 for 3 on that oh, guy. That uh, Bob Eubanks is probably upset if he if he's listening now. Bob Eubanks. All right, uh, let's see what uh, uh, Ben does with the, Hugh Downs. These are all the most famous I game show I want to say he's still alive, but I'm going to go with dead. He's dead. Yeah! <laughs> he died in 2020 at 99 years old. Oh, I guess yeah. I won't guess that part. You wouldn't have gotten <laughs> I would not gotten. have gotten that. What was his game? Oh, crap. I'm, I feel like I should actually you, know that one. The newlywed game. This is a really... Now, concentrate. <laughs> Hold, concentration? concentration? Yeah. yeah, that was a good game. <laughs> All right. Wink Martindale. Well, how, what was concentration? I've heard of it. Oh, I don't know you what have it to, exactly was. The pieces of the puzzle, and you have to remember what match... You have to match like this and this, like a oh, strawberry okay. and a strawberry. Where where are they? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wink Martindale. Wink Martindale. Not to be confused with the coach, Wink Martindale, who's named after Wink Martindale, the game show host. Years ago, for some kind of promotion, I had to call Wink Martindale, talk to him on the phone. And he was the nicest guy. Hey, how are you out there? How you you know? doing? He was just great. Yeah. No was he alive was, or dead? Professional uh, he, good guy. He, he was alive when I talked to him. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, he was a professional good guy. Exactly. He was oh, great. Would you want to guess, is he dead or alive now? I would say Wink Martindale is alive, and I think he's uh, 87 years old. God, he's 88. How wow. He's alive. Yeah. And, and what was his show? Wow. Good for uh, you. Wink Martindale was, uh, with, with that big smile of his, um, uh, for the bonus points? Yeah. Uh, I you, would say. You already, uh, this. you already got the two points. Tic-tac-toe. Tic-tac-toe, of yeah. course, yeah. Now, if you could, Ben, look up the commercial <laughs> Wink okay. from Canada Dry, because I want to, now that I've said Wink Martindale out yep. loud. Yep. I want to sing that jingle to show you guys that uh, I know this commercial by heart from age eight, and it's a it's a commercial, it's a video. So we're gonna to have to hear the audio. Oh, yeah. That's usually how it works. Ben is suddenly slow typing. This one, yeah, the black and white. Yeah, you ready? <clears throat> Wink of a sassy one from Canada Drive. Ready? Here we go. Sassy one from Canada Dry. Wink, the sassy one from Canada Dry. Wink has grapefruit sparkle. Man, it's really hip. Wink is so refreshing. Take a sip and you'll flip for Wink. All right, guys, get this out of here. This isn't it. There's Wink Martindale. He's dead. No, he's alive, I mean. So we have two more. Okay, how much okay, the score? We're tied 4-4. Oh, God, this is going to get good. Is it Ben's turn? Yeah. It's my turn. How can we only have two more? That's okay. Right, Monty Hall. Monty Hall's dead. Monty, pick me. How old was he when he died? 75. 86. 86. Damn. 2017. And what was his show? I don't know. Monty Hall. Let's make a deal. Let's uh, make a deal. Oh, you missed a point there. Uh, you caught a short of water. All right. And here's the final one. Bert Convey. Bert Convey. One right. of the stars of you the can, Love Boat from You time can to lose. Time. You can tie. You can win. All options on the table. Bert Convey. Bert Convey. There he was with his, I think he's still alive. He wore that tuxedo. And the name of the show was... 
the Bert Convy Show. <laughs> <laughs> he is alive. Oh. Yeah. Um, no, Bert Convy? Yeah. No, dead. Oh. You said I was alive. Oh. I, I lied. Oh. He died a week before his 58th birthday. Wow. You're kidding me. Yeah. Jesus. And his show? Was the dating game. Tattletales. Yeah. And uh, win, lose, or draw. Was his I other remember show. Win, Lose, or Draw. He was also a really bad guest on The Tonight Show, bad singer, mediocre talent, kind of like... He was on the love boat a lot. Now, let me ask you a question. I won. Did, did, what, did you did? I won five to four. Oh, Ben. All right, let's see. Reigning champ of dead or alive. Smitty a chance to... Uh, Digest? To, 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 to tie it. <laughs> Digest. Bob Barker is alive. How old is he? Oh, And is he spayed or neutered? Bob, you know what I'd seen in uh, was no, it Happy his Gilmore? Girlfriend is <laughs> was it Happy Gilmore? Yes, <laughs> yes. I love How that. old is he? You get one guess and one guess only. The price is wrong, bitch. I'll, <laughs> I'll bet it's. Uh, I bet he's ninety-five years old. I was gonna say ninety-four. Ninety-seven. Wow, it's hey! a good man. Well, thanks for your uh, participation. I thought that was a fun contest. You guys showed that you're not completely stupid or, or, on, or on drugs. That was very good. What was Groucho's game show? You bet your life. You, bet you your say life. the secret word and the bird comes down. Yeah. <laughs> I love watching those old shows, man. He's just so smooth. Oh, he was so yeah. funny. I don't know, Groucho. What is it? Well, I That's the most it's... ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> All right, we're going to do a f- uh, finish with our musical talent part of the show because we always do that. And uh, we bring in Joe and Jerry, and uh, they're going to do a song. I don't even know what the song is this week. They're going to pick the song and do it for you. Probably a rock tune. By the Greg Kidd Band, Mike. It's called a breakup song, dude. Be broken up for good just an hour before. Ah, 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 Now I'm staring at the bodies as they're dancing across the floor. Ah, 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 Then the band slowed down. The music gets you down. Uh, 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 It was the same old song, Joe, with a melancholy sound. Ah, 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 ah. They don't write them like that anymore. They just don't write them like that anymore. The bastards. We've been living together for a million years, and oh, she was old, 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 old. But now it feels so strange out in the atmospheres. Uh, 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 uh. And then the jukebox plays. Song I used to know, ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, ah. Uh, uh. so the doctor said, staring at the bodies, they're dancing so slow. Ah ah ah. They don't write them like that anymore. Damn it. They just don't write them like that anymore. It's a shame, true. It's really a shame they don't write better songs these days. These fucking rap songs. I don't understand a goddamn thing they're saying, True. Oh, now I wind up staring at an empty glass. Uh-uh, 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 Because uh-uh. it's so easy to say you'll forget your past. Uh, what, was I, what was I saying? They don't write them like that anymore. We've been over this. 
I just don't write them like that anymore. Sucks. I don't write them like that anymore. Bunch of douchebags. They don't write them like that anymore. This is silly, Joe. They just don't write them like that, Troop. No, they don't. No, no. Uh Uh-uh. They don't write them like that anymore.